soul believers oh my gosh this is it episode 25 we're at the season finale I thank you from the bottom of my soul for rocking with me all of these seasons for sharing my podcast for listening to it for giving me your feedback and your shout outs and your takeaways I just love you to life and I will miss you but this is a necessary break because you want me to come back energized (laughs) and you want me to come back with new material so that you can continue to believe bigger and at the end of this episode I will be sharing some ways that we could stay connected during our short break from one another so for those of you just joining us Welcome to Believing Bigger, the podcast that equips entrepreneurs and influencers with the tools, the confidence, and most importantly, the faith to believe bigger in your dreams. I'm Dr. Shante, and I will be continuing where we left off on our last episode, which was how to get what you really want out of life. And we talked about the first two ways to do that. One of them being clarify the goal. The second thing being to reshift your priorities. And I told you to pray about this in advance so that you could be receptive to it because part three of this is surrender. So when I say part three, meaning the third thing on my list is surrender. So my guiding scripture is Luke chapter five, verses four through six. And this is Jesus speaking. And he says, launch out into the deep water and let down your nets for a catch. Simon answered, Master, we have worked all night and haven't caught anything. But nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the nets. And when they had done so, they had caught such a large number of fish that their nets began to break. And so this is a very famous story. This is the part of Jesus' ministry where he is starting to recruit his disciples. And so this is one of their first meetings with him. And here, I want you guys to focus on what Jesus asked them to do, what their initial response was, and ultimately what they did. So what he asked them to do was launch out into deep water and put down your nets for a catch. The initial response was, we have worked all night and we have not caught anything. Like, look, we tried that. Okay. Like we've been out here all night. We're tired. We're sleepy. It was a fruitless trip, but capital B because, but negates everything that comes before it. Right. I will let down the nets. And when they had done so, they caught such a large number of fish that their nets began to break. I want you to think about the disciples and I want you to think about your life. They weren't new to being fishermen. You know, what does Jay-Z say? I'm not new to this. I do this. Okay. They weren't new to being fishermen. Many of you, you're not new to your talent or skill level. You're not new to makeup artistry. You're not new to graphic artistry. You're not new to speaking. You're not new to coaching. You're not new to doing t-shirt design. You're not new to this. Okay. So these weren't, these fishermen, they weren't new to this profession. And Jesus is saying, go back out there and let your nets down for a catch. So some of you might be in a place where you have already tried to do something. You've been working at this business. You've been working at this brand for a minute now. And what you're working on is not producing the results that you want them to produce. And God might be asking you to take a different approach. He might be asking you to surrender and 
you don't want to let go of it. So think about it. They didn't want to surrender their knowledge, their skill, their know-how, their expertise, because this is what they do, and go back out in that water and try again. But they surrendered their will for his will. They said, nevertheless, or despite what I know, despite what I think, despite what I've already done, I'm going to go back out there. And some of you might be in that same place where they were. So some of you might be in a place of quitting or tapping out like, you know what? I know I got skills. I know I'm talented. I know I can do this, but I'm tired. I am tired. I am not getting the results I want to see. I'm not making the money I want to make. I'm not attracting the clients that I want to attract. And I'm over it. I am so over it. And God might be telling you, get back out there. You might be in a different place. God might be telling you to go in a different direction, okay? So what is God asking you to do? What is he telling you to surrender that you don't want to let go of because you invested in a coaching program or you already are working on your six-figure strategy or you already put so much time into something else that you don't want to go into a different direction or because Oprah said and because Deepak Chopra said and because Dr. Oz said or Lisa Nichols said or Tony Robbins said, hey, even Dr. Shante said, okay? You don't want to do that. You don't want to do what God says because you already got your thing going on. You already have made some investments. You've already made your plans. You've already got your blueprint laid out and you're not trying to make any shifts or pivots. Or if you're at the point of quitting, you're not just trying to go back out there. You are kind of like, whatever. I got a nine to five. I can keep that going. This ain't for everybody. But let me stop you. Let me give you some some words of wisdom. Because remember, this is all about how to get what you really want out of life. Remember, that's the focus. So how to get what you really want out of life. So once you've clarified your goal, once you have shifted your priorities, third part is surrender. And I want to paint a picture for you. How many of you know how to swim? Show of hands. No, I can't see you, but I believe that somebody lifted up their hand, right? Thank you. Thank you for being a participant. But (laughs) if you know how to swim, you also know how to drown. Do you know how people drown? So if you can't swim, then this is definitely for you, okay? The way that people drown is because they can't surrender. Think about that. In order for you to float in water, what are you required to do? You are supposed to relax and you're just supposed to put your head back and surrender to the water. Engage your abdominal muscles so, you know, tighten up your core. But ultimately, the first step to floating is surrender. The first step to getting to a place where you can move through the water is to surrender. And so how do people drown? Because they can't surrender. They can't relax. They can't let go of the fact that they have to be in control. And so when someone is drowning, this is why you hear those stories of lifeguards that end up knocking somebody out unconscious because they cannot work with you. (laughs) They cannot save you. They cannot rescue you when you are kicking and splashing and panicking and all of that. And so a lot of times what has happened is they will knock the person unconscious, like, sorry, not sorry, but I need you to relax so that I can rescue you. In your situation, you might be in a place where God is asking you to surrender 
to let go of your will and to do what he's asking you to do. And when you become so attached to things going the way that you think they ought to go, you are putting yourself in danger of A, drowning, or B, getting knocked out. Because God will impose his will. The Bible says that man will make his plans, but it's the Lord's will that will stand. You can find that in Proverbs. So you can make your plans, but ultimately God is saying, I'm going to have my way. For the most part, God will just say, hey, I'm long suffering. I will throw you some hints. I will send you some messengers. I will come to you in your dreams. I will go over the river and through the woods and give you every opportunity to do things my way on your own, of your own volition. But sometimes we are hard-headed. We are what the Bible calls stiff-necked, meaning we cannot be persuaded to turn around and see things God's way. In which case, like the lifeguard, sometimes he has to knock us out, has to shut us down before we can get into a position where we can finally surrender. Listen, y'all, I know that you have a script written out for your life. You think I didn't? (laughs) I never, ever saw myself as a podcaster. Five years ago, I didn't even know what a podcast was. Okay, so don't think that I didn't have my plans. Don't think that I didn't have my life all mapped out and all laid out exactly how I thought it was going to go. Don't think that I didn't have my relationships and what they were going to look like all mapped out and the way that I thought it was going to go. Trust me, I get it. I know that. But I'm telling you, if you want to get what you really desire out of life, you are going to have to surrender. God is telling you, I got this. And if you don't pry it out of your fingers, you are going to drown. Even though this is a Christian podcast, I do see value in other worldviews. And a Buddhist saying is attachment is the root of all suffering. I talked about this with my mastermind group, the 12, that attachment is the root of all suffering. And if you become so attached to things going a certain way, you are going to miss out on what it is that you really want. And so if you say, I really want peace of mind, and this is the way that I'm going to go about getting it, if God has a different way or a better way, and you are so committed to things going your way, you are going to suffer. The danger of not surrendering, of not coming around to seeing things God's way because he is long suffering, but he's also a gentleman. We talked about that. God is a perfect gentleman. He says, behold, I stand at the door and knock. So he says, look, even though my will will stand, I'm not going to force you to do anything that you don't want to do. And how do I know this? Romans 128. So put this in your notebook in your continuation of notes from last week. Romans 128 says this, furthermore, Just as they did not think it worthwhile to retain the knowledge of God, so God gave them over to a depraved mind so that they do what ought not to be done. So in Romans chapter 1, Paul is talking about walking contrary to the word of God. He's also talking about how people claim that they don't know that God exists. And Romans chapter 1 refutes that. It says, God has given knowledge of himself to every man that you might deny it, you might turn your back on it, you might talk to the hand, 
that's a bunch of malarkey. You can do all that. But God says, I have given every man clear evidence of my existence. And ultimately, even though he sends messengers and all of these methods to try to convince you to see things his way and to do things his way and to live according to the statutes that he wants you to live by. Ultimately, if you keep resisting him, Romans 128 says, God will turn you over to yourself. If you want to go that route, God says, okay, I wash my hands of you and I'm going to let you go down the path that you want to go down. If you are so convinced that that's the way to do it, then I will take a step back and I will turn you over to what the Bible calls a reprobate or a depraved mind. It's like, if this is how you want to do it, I will let you go down that route. So attachment, can you surrender your will? Can you surrender the fact that you have some expertise and that you have some experience that God's way is still better than your way? The next key to getting what you really want out of life is understanding that belief leads to manifestation. I'll repeat that. Belief leads to manifestation. What you focus on will expand. And so for this, I have two scriptures. The first comes out of Matthew 9, 22. Jesus turned and seeing her, he said, take heart, daughter, your faith has made you whole. And instantly the woman was made well. So we know this story. This is the woman with, that had the issue of blood and she had been bleeding for like 12 years. In Matthew, Jesus turned and seeing her said, take heart, daughter, your faith, your belief, has made you well, and instantly the woman was made well. And then John 5, 6, and 7. This is the man laying at the pool of Bethesda. Jesus saw him lying there and realized he had been there a long time. Said, do you want to get well? Sir, replied the sick man, I have no one to help me in the pool when the water is stirred. While I'm on my way, someone else goes in before me. These are two Totally different people with two totally different sets of belief systems. Belief will manifest. What you focus on will expand. This woman, in the first example, after years of suffering, was so committed that she pushed her way through the crowd and said, I don't have to talk to Jesus. We don't have to have conversation. We ain't got to have tea and crumpets. He ain't got to come back to my house and meet my mom and them. If I can just get close enough to touch a thread on the hem of his garment, I will be made whole. And you all know the story. He turned around. He said, who touched me? Even though there was all these crowds of people around, he felt her belief. Her belief triggered his response. But then you have person number two. This is a man that had been sick for 38 years. He had been crippled for 38 years. And when Jesus asked him, do you want to get better? Do you want to be made whole? This man spoke not of his belief in Jesus. He spoke of his belief in superstition. He spoke of his belief in the reality of his circumstances. He spoke in his belief of well, this is just how life is. So when God says, do you want to get better? The man replied, well, I don't have anybody to help me in the pool. And when the water is stirred and, and when I'm on my way, someone else goes in before me. Think about that. 
How often do we miss our blessings or an opportunity to be blessed because we are so focused, we are so committed to the mindset that our circumstances are what determines our destiny. Your circumstances do not determine your destiny. Because this is where you are doesn't mean that's where you're going. Sometimes we fall into these mindsets because I don't have an education or because I'm a single mom or because I'm a certain age or because I'm not married or because my circumstance keeps me from being able to manifest things in my life. Let me tell you something. Your belief in the power of your circumstances will manifest an outcome. I'm going to repeat that. Your belief in the power of your circumstances will manifest an outcome. And I guarantee you, it's not going to be the one you want. Whatever it is that you believe about your circumstances is going to produce something as opposed to belief in what God can do about your circumstances. There's a difference. So where are you going to place your focus? In our last episode, we talked about you are what you think. Are you more committed to the belief about the reality of your circumstances and what other people that have circumstances similar to yours are able to manifest and what is quote unquote realistic? I don't know about you. Last time I checked, God didn't operate in realistic. Okay. He operates in a totally different realm. Your belief is going to produce an outcome. What you believe will manifest. What you focus on will expand. So what do you believe? Do you believe that God doesn't care about your situation? Do you believe that it's too late for you? Do you believe that you don't have the right education? Do you believe that you have to compromise to get ahead? What do you believe? And you don't have to tell me. What do you believe? I tell you, I've said this so many times in this podcast, I could probably get a tattoo on my arm. Your actions will always betray your beliefs. And if you believe any of those things, it is going to produce something. Your beliefs will manifest an outcome. On the other hand, do you believe that you deserve happiness? Do you believe that God loves you, flaws and all? Do you believe that you are destined for abundance? Do you believe that what God has for you is for you? Do you believe in God's timing? Do you believe that you can start again anytime, that it's not too late for you, that you can make a decision today that you're going to do something different tomorrow? Do you believe that you have what it takes to succeed? And let me tell you this, while your belief will manifest an outcome while your belief will influence what your life ultimately becomes. Let me tell you one thing that your belief will not impact, and that is God's ability to do something about your life and your circumstances. Your lack of belief, your lack of faith does not change God's power. So just like the man at the pool, he did not believe He believed in his superstitions. He believed in his excuses. He believed in his circumstances. And he believed that he was destined for a life of continuing to be infirmed and crippled. He did not believe, but God had compassion. Jesus had compassion and healed him anyway so that God could get the glory out of the situation. So don't think for one minute, if you don't believe God can't deliver, God can always deliver. He's waiting on you to shift your mindset. He's waiting on you to believe. He's waiting on you to have faith. To back this up, Romans 3, verse 3, and the first part of verse 4 says, For what if some did not believe? Will their unbelief make the faithfulness of God without effect? Verse 4 says, Certainly not. Indeed, let God be true and every man a liar. What we believe does not change what God can do. 
What we believe does not change the fact that God can deliver. What we believe does not change the fact that with one word, God can turn around your circumstances. I'll repeat what Paul says. He says, so what if you don't believe? What if some don't believe? Will their unbelief make the faithfulness of God without effect? He said, heck no, certainly not. Indeed, let God be true, but every man a liar. Your lack of belief does not change what God can do. So the question is, what do you believe? What do you choose to believe? And the final thing, how to get what you really want out of life, change the conversation. So the last thing is change the conversation. I've got two scriptures for this as well. The first is Matthew 12, 37. And it says, for by your words, you will be justified. And by your words, you will be condemned. And Matthew 15, 18 says, but what comes out of the mouth proceeds from the heart. And this defiles a person. You will speak what you believe. What comes out of your mouth is what's truly in your heart. So if you ever had an argument with somebody and something come flying out and they say, oh, my bad, I apologize. You know, I don't really believe that. I was just mad. The Bible says, don't shoot the messenger. What comes out of the mouth proceeds from the heart. This is one of the reasons why the Bible says be slow to speak and swift to hear. Why? Because what comes out of your mouth will make you or break you. Okay, by your words, you will either be justified or your words, you will be condemned. And so when you think about the conversation that you have about yourself, even inwardly, okay, so even the mental conversation that you have, because again, thoughts have power, words have power. So when you think about your conversation, do you spend more time talking about prosperity or poverty? Do you complain and condemn? Or do you give praise and thanks? Do you build up or do you tear down? Do you speak in maybes? Or do you speak in absolutes? Do you speak in ifs or do you speak in wins? Well, if God this, well, if God that. Or do you say when God this and when God that. And let me tell you about the power, words of affirmation. I love this story. Y'all know I'm a fan of the Old Testament, so I could not end the season without dipping my toe back there. And so this comes from Daniel chapter 3. Starting with verse 16, very famous story. These are the Hebrew boys, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And you know that wasn't their real names, but you have to read the chapter to find out what they were. Verse 16 says, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you in this matter. If that is the case, our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the burning, fiery furnace, And he will deliver us from your hand, O king. But if not, let it be known to you, O king, that we do not serve your gods, nor will we worship the golden image which you have set up. So the backdrop of this story is that you know Nebuchadnezzar built a golden image. Everybody was supposed to worship and bow down. And they were like, nah, we ain't going. (laughs) Okay, like we're just not going to do it. And those words of affirmation, I love it. He said, listen, we're not going to go back and forth. We're not going to argue about this. If that's what you want to do, do you. He said, but the God we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace and he will deliver us from your hand, O king. But if not, let it be known to you that we do not serve your gods, 
nor will we worship the golden image which you have set up. And of course, you know, he was furious. He was like, oh, okay, turn the fire up seven times hotter than it usually is. And they threw him in the furnace. And of course, they fell in there, bound up, but they were walking around free. The power of affirmation. When they said, God is able, he will deliver us. But if not, we're still not going to do what you're asking us to do. That's the power of affirmation. And sometimes many of us are following so many influencers that are out there and we're following these scripts and we've invested in these programs. We feel like we got to do it that way because that's the formula. That's what's working. That's the strategy. And they're saying we're not going to do it that way. Just because that's what somebody says doesn't necessarily mean that that's the way it ought to be. Because they spoke those words of affirmation, not only did God deliver them, but here's what I want you to focus on. This is where we're going to end the season. Nebuchadnezzar's response, after he witnessed what had happened with the boys and they were walking around free and they put three of them in there and the fourth one was looking like the son of God. Here is what Nebuchadnezzar said. Verse 28, Nebuchadnezzar spoke saying, Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who sent his angel and delivered his servants who trusted in him. And they have frustrated the king's word and yielded their bodies that they should not serve nor worship any God except their own God. Verse 29, this is the part that gives me goosebumps. Therefore, I make a decree that any people, nation, or language which speaks anything amiss against the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego shall be cut in pieces, and their houses shall be made an ash heap, because there is no other God who can deliver like this. Verse 30, then the king promoted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the province of Babylon. Let me tell you something, believers. We are living in Babylon. The United States, this world is not our home. This is not friendly territory for us because much of what the world does, much of the way this country operates is absolutely contrary to what the word of God says. And so I know that sometimes in your efforts and in your strivings to be all that you want your brand to be and to do all the things that you know your business can do and to influence all the people that you know your platform can influence. Sometimes we get caught in this trap where we believe we have to bow down, figuratively speaking, that we have to bow down and compromise to doing some of the things that are out there that are out of alignment with what God is calling us to do. But if you speak a word of affirmation that God is able to bless you in spite of what the prevailing thought of the day might be that God is able to bless you and manifest abundance in your life despite the way that the world is telling you to do it, he will deliver you. But what I love about this is that because they stood on their principle, because they didn't compromise, because they did not do what everybody else was doing, and they did not act out of fear, but they stood on their faith, they turned their enemy into a believer. Their faith converted him. 20 minutes ago, he was ready to kill him. But 20 minutes later, he said, look at here. Let me catch you talking bad about the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. You better not say a mumbling word negative out your mouth about the God that they serve. He said, I will cut you up. 
I will burn your house because there is no God like their God. And then what did he do? He promoted them in the province of Babylon. So not only did they turn him into a believer, but he gave them increase. How do you get what you really want out of life? Change the conversation. Change the conversation. You don't have to compromise. You don't have to say everything that you hear other influencers saying. Do you, boo? As long as what you're doing is what God would have you to do. That's the end of the story. Like Birdman says, put some respect on God's name and let him do the rest. So thank you guys so much for rocking with me. Just to recap how to get what you really, really want out of life. Number one, clarify the goal. Number two, reshift your priorities. Number three, surrender. Number four, understand that what you believe will manifest. And number five, change the conversation. So as promised, I said that you would be able to catch up with me and keep up with me during our short recess. And there are a couple of ways to do that. One of them being over the past month, I have been working on a new project, a new blog, drshante.com. And this is a way for me to kind of reconnect with Dr. Shante the person versus Dr. Shante the brand, because if you don't have balance, it can be all consuming and you lose yourself in that process. And so I definitely didn't want that to happen. So if you just want to keep up with what's happening with me over the summer, then you can head over to drshante.com. And that is where you will also find summer events. So I realized that season three has been very mindset heavy, but I think you guys got it. You got the gist of it and it's time to actually do some stuff. It's time to do some work and put these things in action. And so I will be hosting a summer series of classes where we can meet face to face and connect. And I would love to have you in those classes. So head to drshante.com, check out those classes and get yourself registered. I would love to meet you face to face. And Drum roll, please. It's back all summer long. Guess who's taping pod classes? So we went a whole season without pod class, but guess who's Bazak? The live podcasting experience will be in full effect season four. And if you want to be a part of that live audience, then make sure that you head to drshante.com where you can get information about how to register for a pod class free of charge. Come and join me. I cannot wait to have you guys back in the room for a powerful season four. And speaking of season four, when are you coming back, Dr. Shante? Glad you asked. I will be back on the airwaves July 12th. So enjoy those graduations, enjoy Mother's Day, enjoy the 4th of July, and get yourself back onto the airwaves and join me for season four, July 12th. This episode right here is actually the 87th episode of this podcast. So season four is going to bring us to our first hundred. And if you have listened to all 100 episodes, oh my gosh, love you so much. Thank you for hanging in there with me through the good, the bad, and the ugly. <laughs> and helping to make this podcast the success that it is. I love you to life. I will see you guys next season. Don't forget, head over to drshante.com and you can find out how to catch up with me this summer where you can join pod class. And most importantly, keep believing bigger. If you enjoyed this season, if you have shout outs, takeaways, hit me up at Dr. Shante Says. And if you want to get the word out to more and more people, if you've been faithfully tuning into this podcast and you have iTunes, 
please go onto iTunes and leave a review because it increases the visibility and it makes it possible for me to share this podcast with more people. I love you guys and I'll see you next season. Thank you.